Welcome, guys, to the Fist of Fail podcast. This is Will. I'm here with Zero and Mark again. Are we Are fists of fail or fist of fail? Because oh, I always thought it was one fist. Oh. I don't know if I could handle two fists. No, no, no. You want all the fistings. Yeah. Okay. How about three? Yeah, okay. yeah because it's, it's a, a triple, triple thread. Oh. <laughs> I like that we brought this round. Yeah. yeah. All right, bye guys. That's the end of the podcast. Bye guys. Done. Today is a special day because, um, as according to Michael Jai White, this is supposedly the best martial arts movie to come out since Five Deadly Venoms, and uh, we obviously know that's not true because it's math. You know, five is better than three. <laughs> the word that comes to mind when I think of this movie is it's serviceable. Okay, it's serviceable. I, I, I yeah. don't know if I could say good. We well, have a no, no, we mean, have a varied I, range of opinions for this movie. As a whole, for this film, I'm still going to go with satisfactory, only because it does have a lot of action in it. Well, why some of us had high expectations, and why some of us were really hesitant uh, to enjoy, to watch this movie in theaters was because it has the most popular martial artists out there right now. Uh, when it comes to cinema, so you have with the exception of like Donnie well, Yen. Well, the exception of the big wigs, you know, yeah. like like Donnie Donnie Yen, Samo, etc. Are you calling these guys B actors? Yeah. Yes, no. that is exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. They are completely B actors, uh, which is true. You you can't even deny that. Like we have Michael Jai White, as I mentioned before. We have Scott Atkins. Uh, we have uh, Jija Yanin, uh, who is in you know Chocolate and everything. I like Jija in Raging Phoenix. Actually, uh-huh. I don't know if you saw that one. It's the movie she did after Chocolate. Okay. She right. does like some drunken boxing in it. Oh, oh that movie. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. There's a lot of good, there's a lot of good I've fighting seen the fight in that scenes. one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, Chocolate's fucking amazing. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good one. Uh, sure. <laughs> it's amazing because what other movie are going to watch two handicapped people fighting <laughs> to the death at the end? All right. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll Besides to crippled that Avengers. Point. Yeah. <laughs> well, since you mentioned uh, who's in the movie. Everybody knows Tony Ja, Ambak, his his well, famous movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Protector, mm-hmm. right? We yeah, have, yeah. Uh, well, Tony Ja is Tony Ja. Yeah. He's top build in this movie. Um, oh, definitely. Although, I think in terms of recent fame, I think Eco should have top, gotten top billing. Um, well, mostly because he's been more relevant in Yeah, he, he's been in like a lot it. more stuff recently, but mm-hmm. in terms of how he's portrayed in the movie, mm-hmm. like... It would have been weird if he was the star of this movie. (laughs) Uh, To imagine him being top billed would have been even more disappointing. Yeah. Uh, And obviously we have Tiger Chen, Keanu Reeves, Teacher. Man of Tai Chi, Matrix, uh, Crouching Tiger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so all of those. This movie is supposedly a big deal because we have all these martial arts performers, mostly from B-movies, going toe-to-toe with one another. The idea of it was a little scary, especially me. Me going into the movie thinking, oh, this movie... It's gonna suck. I had the complete opposite. Yeah, I was actually going in thinking this was gonna be a really good movie, and I was disappointed. <laughs> uh, I just had to keep my expectations low. Okay, going and in. So, so. I, uh, we all had different uh, ways of approaching this movie. Yeah, and we all came out of it with relatively different opinions, except Zero. Zero. Yeah, like, I was, it was okay. I, it was exactly what I was expecting <laughs> it to be. So, um, and this movie is uh, is another movie from made by Jesse V. Johnson who's worked with Scott Atkins multiple times in previous movies. Savage Dog, uh, The Death Collector, 
which is a movie that I would never recommend to my worst <laughs> enemies. I should watch that now. <laughs> <laughs> that ending. Ugh. But, I mean, compared to his other movies, uh, I think this one uh, takes it up a notch. You know, it, it's a little better than his other movies. Well, mostly because we have a more star-studded cast than his other films. The plot is there, but you really don't give a shit about that. This movie knows what it is. It's supposed to be just action, action, action. And this was choreographed by Tim Mann, my distant cousin, because we share a similar last name. I'm pretty sure we are related because he's another fellow bald Asian guy. So <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> One thing to note is that we watched this theatrically. Well, nationwide, I believe it was playing on for one night only. I think that's what they were advertising it as. So you guys were in the bathroom, but... <laughs> uh, Not like that. <laughs> together. Holding hands. Same, no, holding something else. Um, right off the bat, we start with a newscast, which is exactly how I want to start my action movie. There's a Chinese girl going to Thailand. Uh, this fictional town, Mahajaya, is it really Thailand. fictional? It's fictional. Okay, I, I okay. looked it up. Okay, right. okay. I, I, I'm very Thai, in case you don't even... I did not know. Yeah, I know all about Thai things. Yeah? It's authentic. What's it's the yet. secret sauce in Pad Thai? Pad. <laughs> <laughs> He's got you there. <laughs> um, it's a little jarring because it doesn't connect with the, the plot until maybe uh, one-thirds into the movie. It feels like halfway through. Right, We don't right. really come back around to this this woman right and mind you selena jade's character she doesn't have any uh, voiceover she doesn't do anything it's just a news broadcast uh, with like basically b-roll of it's her. about her right and then at the same time simultaneously another woman is like scheming in the in a an office building in the shadows yeah in the shadows but they look exactly the same so for the longest time, I thought they were the same person. Well, well, all Asians look the same, huh? Yes. That's really odd coming from Shout you. Shout out to Tim Mann. <laughs> so forget all that, and then we go straight into uh, the jungle. Well, let's talk about how Eco is tied to the story. So basically every other martial artist is there trying to save Scott Atkins, or Childish Bambino, depending on how you, you see it, because he, he looked just like him. <laughs> he did. <laughs> so... Eco is actually part of that village. You know, he he was unfortunately witness to all the massacre of everyone he knows, including his wife. Hey, at least this movie immediately begins with an action scene. It's true. As opposed it gets to, right into it. Right. Yeah. I was getting flashes of uh, Predator. Mm. You know, when they um, infiltrate the the jungle base right. and they're they're looking for the hostages and for information, mm. and Arnold Schwarzenegger and his team of commandos just blow the shit out of the place. <laughs> It, it I, I was pretty disappointed with this opening because mm -hmm. it just felt so much like that and they couldn't even match that quality. Okay. I meant, I mean, for me, it was zero to a hundred real quick. Just all of a sudden mm -hmm. from seeing like, oh, yeah, get ready to attack that area over there, fellow teammate. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, people are flying, dying, explosions and... It, what? Is that a problem? <laughs> no, 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 it's not a problem. It's just like, it felt like there was no consistency throughout that whole scene. Oh, of course not. Of course well, not, they just, like... they'd go right into it. Yeah. And they go right into the death of Iko Uwai's wife slash 
girlfriend, <laughs> and they almost pass it by. It was so quick. It's well, so fast. Well, in case yeah. you guys do not notice that, don't worry. The movie will remind you three, four times. And that he's five not times. happy about yeah. it. <laughs> if they just focused more in that scene to kind of elaborate on the death, maybe mm. give some kind of like more conversation between the two before she died or something, you would have never needed those flashbacks. So far, it seems like flashbacks are used very inappropriately and they don't really service the, the story at all. Part, part of this whole um, the scuffle between these guys and the, the villages um, Eco gets in a fight with Tony Jaa, which is kind of nice. You know, it's, it's nice, but the way that it was set up, all of a sudden, it's like, wait, why do you know martial arts? Aren't you just supposed to be like a local? Aren't you just supposed to be like a farmer or something? Mm -hmm. And they don't actually elaborate on that until like three quarters of the movie in. I don't I'm, know if I'm, I I'm okay personally with not establishing people can fight when I know I'm going into a martial arts right. movie. But that kind of takes away from just um good movie in general like even if it wasn't a martial arts movie and you took well, that approach to any well, other movie I'll, I'll just say there though we could have had a problem where then Eco, eco's <laughs> wife gets shot then it flashes back to him when he's a child oh, and no. his father's teaching him martial <laughs> arts like i don't think we want to go that route bring back the fury <laughs> yeah. oh man this movie has this insistence that everyone needs a backstory there'll be some sort of throw-in line that the movie just shoehorns in is like well i mean like not not getting specific because we're not there yet but you know like they'll be like do you know who this guy is this guy he was a soldier and blah 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 and they'll keep keep on talking about everything you need to know about this guy that you don't really need for the plot and they're just they're just covering their bases like oh we need to give this guy a backstory okay let's have somebody talk about his backstory it slows down the story a lot actually they could have shown him actually like throwing a punch or like training or something instead of actual actually putting in dialogue, which would have been, in my opinion, more effective than being like, this guy, yeah, he's like, I don't know, judo champ or some shit, you know? Well, immediately after uh, this village gets uh, ransacked, uh, they come and save Scott Atkins, a.k.a. Donald Clover. Can I just mention, I love Jija Yanin's Chocolate character. Girl. Yeah, mm -hmm. girl from Chocolate. So Jija, her, basically her whole character in this scene, and in the whole movie, is... <laughs> I have a grenade launcher. <laughs> She's just basically haphazardly shooting grenades all over the village. It doesn't matter if maybe her fellow comrades are over there. No, she's shooting in everyone's direction. It's an action scene. Yeah. It's an action movie. That's not know? excusable. It's yeah. an action it's movie. Not you need, you yeah. know where everyone is at all given mm -hmm. times. All right, you have complete awareness yeah. of everything. And coincidentally, in order to break up the brief first fight between Tony Ja and uh, Iko, they get blown up. <laughs> they literally get blown apart. Although that, that the encounter between Tony Ja and Iko is brief, um, it was, it was kind of nice. These, these martial artists, they, they, they can follow choreography. Right, and everything right. is choreographed nicely, but mm -hmm. uh, my problem, and I'll probably say this uh, a bunch going throughout, like it just didn't look interesting to me. Mm -hmm. okay. like, it could have been shot in a more interesting and engaging way. Oh yeah, right. totally it, agree with so that. So everyone knows their choreography, obviously. They can do amazing physical feats. Like there's one move that Tony Jaw did where it's called the helicopter row, which is like, kind of like a cartwheel, but instead of kicking with the first leg, he kicks with the second. That is very impressive physically, but if you don't shoot it well, mm -hmm. it doesn't register like at all. Like, honestly, you might as well just have your eyes closed. Right. <laughs> For as far as you know right now, Every character is basically part of the villain crew. 
and they're here to save Scott Atkins. First off, you can't even tell that's really Scott Atkins, and um, especially if you're not a martial arts enthusiast. You're, if you're just a normal moviegoer, you're looking at him and you just say, "Hey, look, they rescued a caveman." Yeah, you know, like it, they got From one the of those guys. Commercial. From the guy, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to go over. But totally jacked. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, was, he lost he, no weight. Yeah. He's, he has <laughs> all his muscle. Like, he's been starving in like a POW camp yeah. and he's still somehow like super jacked. Guys, I'm really glad you guys saved me. I've been in there for four days. Four whole days. <laughs> my, my British accent's not that good. Um, I thought it was Australian. Yeah, sure. Same thing. <laughs> so after they blow everything up. They blow everything up. Um, eco they blow is, everything up? Oh, you didn't see the big explosion? No, I didn't see both takes oh. of the same explosion. Oh. Um, so Eco is uh, left for dead, and then Eco swears revenge. And this is the first of many, many flashback scenes that we're going to get of him saying that he loves his wife and he's going to do... Well, he doesn't even say he loves his wife. She's just like, come with me, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is where we can start the whole Eco is useless train of thought in this movie because oh, his, his character is completely squandered he's like i will defeat all these people with my bare hands, with my bare hands. Mm-hmm. oh i didn't even remember yeah well this wouldn't be a martial arts movie he's <laughs> right. just shooting up people in the right back of and actually that's a that's a complaint of mine I, I think towards the later parts of the movie we're we're kind of deprived of a lot of hand-to-hand combat scenes and that that's actually a big disappointment because i want to see more of that and there, there are some gunfights and i don't care about this this is not where i came here for he goes towards revenge he he leaves his indonesian village to go into thailand i i don't know how they how he knew that they were just going to go to thailand i don't i feel like that's there, like a missing plot point yeah yeah don't don't try to don't try to you know cover up fill in plot holes because it's <laughs> The, the plot is serviceable. It's just getting characters <laughs> to where they need to be so that they can fight and the story you yeah. know, moves on. Yeah. So Iko tracks them, uh, Tiger Chen and Tony Ja, down to an underground fighting ring oh, yeah. where they are fighters there. Mm-hmm. And we get to see Tony Ja beat up an old man. <laughs> <laughs> so here we get to see, you know, Tony, Tony Ja. He's mm-hmm. an underground fighter. He has right. skills in... Yes. A throwaway fight. And so Iko, he infiltrates this underground fight. Uh, he sees that these two men that were part of the village raid are, um, are fighting. So he pays his way in. And we get a fight between Iko and Tiger Chen. Right. And Which is, doesn't I make any sense. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, well, like, even plot-wise, it doesn't make any sense. If Iko killed Tiger Chen right there... What, what was he, he going to do with Tony? What? I don't understand. Well, what he would have killed him, too. Why would he kill everyone in front of... Why would he kill those two guys in front of F- witnesses? Well, it's an... Uh, I mean, we don't need to elaborate, but it's an underground fight. People die. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. Don't, I, don't... There's something about the logic of Where that. Where have your morals sense. gone, Zero? <laughs> um, that fight was pretty pretty well choreographed, I think. I mean, it, again, it's not, it's not well shot at times, but yeah. I, I thought... Physicality wise, I can tell that they're they actually putting their all into that. Like they're mm-hmm. well, some things obviously are ridiculous. Like when uh, Eco has t- Tony Chen uh, in a behind the back. Tony. Uh, Tony. Tony. Tony t- wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, you're you're <laughs> combining them. Now. You're combining them because they should have just been one character. We didn't need all these freaking characters in this movie. Okay, so Tony the Tiger fights uh, 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 Eco Chen. Um, 
So no, um, I, don't, I don't fucking know. I don't know. Eco versus eco versus e- tiger. Eagle, eagle. Okay, e- eagle versus tiger. Okay, oh that, that must be some sort of Shaw Brothers movie. Tony fought it. first, then Chen fought right. with Eco. Yeah. yeah now who's go. on first? Um, <laughs> so Tony, fuck. <laughs> tiger Chen and Tony Jaw. Well, I'm just gonna call it Tony Chen. Tony Chen uh, no. decides to take him in. To keep them safe uh, and, and kind of explain to them that hey, they also got ambushed by the bad guys. Mm-hmm. They they assumed that they were going there for humanitarian reasons uh, to go with, save with machine guns. With machine guns, yeah. That every humanitarian machine goes that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all assumed that they were going there to go save these hostages, but really, those guys were there just to save Donald Glover. So <laughs> the reason why um, they want to get uh, revenge on them is because they were also left for dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a flashback, in another flashback, in another flashback. Right, right. Yep. Well, this this flashback was actually serviceable because you find out mm-hmm. that they are not part of Scott Atkins' crew of bad guys. Right. They were double crossed, left for dead, and now they're also interested in revenge. Yeah. So, so now plot can can fully move forward. Yeah. So they're good bad guys. <laughs> I want to point out that during the explosion, I actually leaned over to you and I was like, um, "Was it Tiger Chun?" He was like, "Tony Chen." <laughs> One of them. Uh, he was like, I can't disarm this. And I turned to you. I leaned over and I was like, he can just pull out the wires. Or you can just take the bomb and throw it into the woods. That was, was the other thing. Yeah. yeah. I was like, they're like, we don't have enough time. I was like, why don't you just chuck it? It's not nailed to the ground. Yeah. They, they, didn't, they didn't, obviously didn't take the time to do that. Mm-hmm. So where, where are okay, we? So, well, Eco is saved by Tiger Chen and... Um, Tony, Tony, Tony the Tiger, um, and they explain to him, you know, like, hey, we're on this, we're after the same guys. Remember, guys, we have Tiger Chen, the Chinese guy. Mm-hmm. We have Iko, Indonesian, Tony, Thai. Uh, Thai, and they're all speaking English. O- obviously, this is an American production, or yes. you know, oh, yeah, right. Um, it's very jarring. Not that they're speaking English. I'm okay with them speaking English. It's it's very jarring for them to speak English one-liners. There's a lot of one-liners that are being spoken by the, their characters that feel incredibly out of place. Yeah, well, and I think the problem, too, is they don't understand maybe the, how these one-liners should be delivered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're just speaking the lines. And right. it, it's not coming across as like, oh, you're supposed to say this with like swagger or confidence. Yeah. No, you're just saying a line they're right, like right. oh just overreacting when they're saying these lines and at one point tony jaw just like grinned his teeth or something when he said it. i'm just like bursted out laughing right. it was so bad yeah because uh, when i think of eco's performances in his other movies especially the raid um he barely smiles in those movies mm-hmm. and the roles i've seen him in he's you know like, he's very straight he's a very he's a very straight man character you know especially in uh the the night comes for you and and the raid and and Marin Tao. That's just one example, you know, like uh, Tiger Chen, I, I, he hasn't been in enough movies for me to even know what his, his screen presence is kind of lacking. <laughs> I'll give you that. He, yeah, he, he doesn't have much screen presence, but I will say I, I liked the Tiger Chen, Tony Ja duo. Like they were mm-hmm. just this weird, odd couple for me. Like, yeah, they, yeah. they shouldn't have worked well together, but somehow I think they had good chemistry between the two of right. them. So it, came across as like oh these guys yeah they, they know each other mm. like I, I liked I like that aspect of it like Odd them couple. together I was like yeah I, right. I, I want to see a movie with them again 
Because okay. I thought they worked well together. You know, it's funny. Uh, with the, the amount of backstory that we get for these characters, or the amount that like is shoehorned into the movie, uh, you would think that would set up for a sequel or some sort of like spin-off series. Quadruple threat. <laughs> oh, God. No, Fe- he, featuring no, Selena. No, Eco better not be in the next one because he was so useless in this movie. So remember what we said before. Eco loses like every fight in this movie mm. and he's completely squandered. If he's in the next one, they better oh, call I, ho- I hope he loses even more fights <laughs> <laughs> no, and wins no. none of them. No, the, the fir- this movie's called Triple Threat. The next one's going to be called Double Downer. <laughs> You know, like like I said before, Tony, you know, he can play a rather jovial characters when he needs to, but here he plays kind of like a little bit on the suave, goofy side. I like it, I like that because I I've only seen Tony Jaw being just like straight faced, like mm-hmm. I'm angry and I'm gonna beat you up. So the fact that they kind of tried to write him mm-hmm. as a little more lighthearted, he yeah. was actually smiling. I was like, oh, it's different. Okay, yeah. it's good to see that he, you know, they're not just. You know, they're not just making him bland action sure. man. True. I, I appreciate the effort. Um, mm-hmm. There are certain points where I just I was just cringing at his performance <laughs> mm-hmm. on screen. I, well, I think of the th- of the three of them, he is the one with the least amount of English proficiency. That's fine. The language barrier isn't the problem. Mm-hmm. I, I think well, a lot so of his I think, mannerisms. I think that's what happens as... though when you are when you are pronouncing English and you don't know like okay. you know the ideas behind the words so maybe he doesn't know exactly how to emote those phrases that's a fair point yeah. he's transitioning into comedy so this is his first movie <laughs> well, he re- well jackie is his role model so i, I can see that you know the, the three of them finally agree hey you know like, hey we're, let's be allies mm-hmm. and immediately the next day eco left and the two of them apparently got really wasted and and well, then he, the cops get called on them. Well, he call, uh, Eco calls the cops on him. Yes. Yeah. It bothers me how much they trusted him. <laughs> it's like, okay, he was trying to kill you like an hour ago, and yeah. now you're drinking with him. It's like, what? It's like, like <laughs> I don't, I'm pretty it's sure fine. blood deaths aren't that easy to <laughs> get then, over. See, they would have never went to the police station right. then. So, for so, the sake of the script. For yeah. the, okay, for the sake of the script. Let's, let's get back to that, okay? Because this sets up an elaborate, let's, let's point out that word, elaborate, that elaborate chain of events that are all part of Eco's plan. He has planned Tiger Chen and Tony Jaw's character be arrested. And simultaneously, Selena Jade. For those of you that don't know, um, you probably know her best in uh, the TV show Arrow. Um, she played Shadow, which actually took me forever to figure out when I was watching that movie. I don't know anything else Selena Jade's been in except Man with the Iron Fist with uh, She's actually Riza. kind of a prom. Uh, well, uh, don't watch that movie. <laughs> She's kind of a popular actress in, in China. I would not know. Even though I'm Chinese, uh, <laughs> kind of. So uh, sh- you shush. Um, Selena Jade's character is finally like actually given like the spotlight in the movie, and she she came to Thailand uh, and she's announcing to the world via broadcast to Forrest Whitaker. Uh, yeah, I thought yeah. that was Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> the interviewer looked exactly like him. Yeah. I was like, wow, he's really like stepped. Like he's a really taking. Cousin. <laughs> I couldn't stop looking at his face. I'm like, wait, he doesn't have the lazy eye anymore? Yeah. <laughs> what lazy eye? He doesn't have a lazy eye. What are you talking That's about? where all the CGI budget went. <laughs> <laughs> she, a Chinese citizen, is coming to Thailand. A part of her efforts is to reduce crime in the city. The bad guys don't like that. So obviously, she has to go. Pretty nice of a billionaire to do yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, As you can tell, she's like the the saint of the movie. And remember, this movie is 
also Chinese financed. So they want to make the Chinese woman look oh, as nice as possible. Right. You're right. How much uh-huh. money China is giving? Propaganda. <laughs> Don't talk about my mother country like that. Uh, <laughs> she is immediately attacked by the bad guys, you know, Scott Atkins and crew, mm. um, which is really funny to me. Because as she is leaving the building mm-hmm. with all these security guards and everyone around her, they, everyone gets shot around her, around but her, somehow yeah. she has some sort of magical force field where she is... It's called plot. <laughs> <laughs> she is impenetrable. Yes, the bullets were getting absorbed by plot holes. <laughs> uh, I want to say that one of the things I appreciated about this movie, mm-hmm. and it was um, more obvious in this scene, mm-hmm. is the use of practical effects... And they actually use uh, blood squibs. Mm-hmm. So, right. in a lot of uh, in a lot of B movies, uh, or a lot in a lot of any movies, you'll see is anytime there's action, anytime there's blood, it's just CGI. Just right. Really, yeah. really obvious CGI. Right. It's really easy to add in post. I understand why they use it, mm-hmm. but uh, it's nice when um, you know movies decide to go practical. So they put in the blood squibs, which are exploding mm-hmm. blood packets, and it's it's just nice to see on the screen. Right. Feels more visceral. Uh, it, it has a lot more impact. That's true. I, it, so it's, it always I, registers more when you see something physically on screen. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I like that they had that. I was like, wow, blood squibs. Haven't seen that in like ages. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> That's it, unfortunate, it, actually. <laughs> it is unfortunate. Yeah. But well, yeah, it was it was very obvious in this one uh, action scene. Yeah, most of the bad guys in this movie, they die via the main characters, you know, through some sort of like brutal action scene. But this guy, the bald dude of the crew, who doesn't get much screen time, he's, he starts approaching police officers with rifles with knives <laughs> he had a roid rage he he actually kills them all oh, nice. and we're like what, why didn't those guys shoot i don't understand and then immediately he starts screaming at the top of his lungs like like taunting this one girl to uh, to attack him and she does and then he dies yeah what yeah. the fuck was that about <laughs> that was a terrible scene yeah why why it, did that happen it's one of those things where it was like oh uh oh you're a friend of the director oh yeah we'll shoot this scene for you but we're gonna ultimately cut it out of the movie yeah. they forgot to cut it out of the movie <laughs> <laughs> he went full-on terminator just all of a sudden it's all strategic and he's all military and just following orders and then all of a sudden he's just like i'm gonna do my own thing for sparta and then just like running yeah. in or some shit his dying thoughts were um it's like why the fuck didn't i just not do that yeah <laughs> They specifically showed shots of the people fighting the mercenaries going under the car and shooting at their feet. Mm-hmm. Nobody got shot in the foot. Eh. Nobody yeah, got was... shot, period, from the other side except that last character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was if, a weird I hated decision. That. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, it tactically, yeah, that makes sense. But then if you have no payoff for it, it's like, well, you could have just edited that, that out. Yeah. It's not necessary. Exactly. Well, we already established that Celine Jade's character is invulnerable because... To bullets? <laughs> because, like, the, her body, her female bodyguard is like, run! Where to, lady? The, the Chinese she, embassy. She's getting shot at at all bullets. Yeah, that's literally what Which she says. Which is, like, run three miles Chinese away. <laughs> and, like, the only way that she got out of that situation was because jump cut. Yeah, they, yeah, you don't know what direction she ran in. She, she, for all we knew, she ran in the direction of the bad guys, ran through them, and because it kind of seemed like that's what right, it was. Right. The way the cameras were positioned in the in and where all, she was running, all it, eight people, bad guys, all of a sudden had to reload all at the same time because she never got shot because it was well, that, a clear shot. Like she could have been killed. That's a tactical maneuver yeah. to all stop shooting at the same time <laughs> and reload at the same time. <laughs> 
she might as well have jump cut straight to the police station because that's basically what happens. Like she she just shows up in the police station where coincidentally Tiger Chan and Tony Jaa are there, and mm-hmm. they're being interrogated and everything. But you know uh, they help her uh, for for God knows I don't even know why. Why do they help her? Just because. I yeah, you're right. I don't remember why they decide to help her. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So uh, she goes to the police station. She can only speak English and Mandarin. Mm-hmm. So she's like telling the people like, hey, like I. You can't understand, you know, like, uh, I'm this person on TV, someone's trying to kill me. The police can't understand her because this is, uh, they all speak Thai. They take Tiger Chen's character because they know he's Chinese mm-hmm. and they pair the two up. And so he decides to help her because he realizes, well, she's, she's in need, she's in danger. So that's it. So it it's like a um, continuation of the humani- humanitarian mission okay. almost because. Mm-hmm. When Tiger Chen's in his cell, he's watching the TV of her on it. Mm-hmm. And then literally, like, five minutes later, she's in the police station. And then he's like, oh, I like this lady. We have to protect her because she's doing good things. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like, I guess they, they're just good people, right? Yeah, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's it, it. That's it. They decide guess, to help her. Yeah, you know, they just really, they, they don't get anything out of it, though. Yeah. But, yeah, hey, well, whatever. You can't really, you can't fault it because the movie's still, we get a lot of excuses for action scenes right here in the police mm-hmm. station. You know, you have an assault on a, on a police precinct. You have these uh, highly trained men, high caliber uh, rifles, you know, shooting down like a bunch of police officers in a police station. Like this should be like a really intense scene. You know, mm-hmm. people should be hiding. Yeah. They should be fearing for their lives. Like people should be ducking behind things. Mm-hmm. You know, they just kind of casually walk in there and just start shooting it up. <laughs> it makes it seem like the Thai police are just incompetent. Incompetent, <laughs> right? <laughs> They only left one survivor, if I remember correctly, and it was the female officer. Yeah. Because don't kill the woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought they were gonna. I, I kind of thought so too. I was, <laughs> I was hoping because the kill count was so high. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I stopped at like 23 kills. Well, Eco uh, at one point after that scene uh, talks to Tiger Chen and then um, Tony Ja, and he's like, Oh, that was part of the plan. I'm like, dude, you just fucking killed like 23 <laughs> officers and who knows how many more people on the they street were, on the way were, here. They were all dirty cops. Oh my god, <laughs> that, that's what. Uh, man, that'd be hilarious if he said at the end. Oh, and by the way, they were all dirty cops. <laughs> the coolest gun scene is <laughs> the kind of like quick draw between um, uh, what's her name. Jija? Yeah, Jija and... Um, Iko? Iko. Mm-hmm. And he's got the fucking grenade launcher, and she has a, a pistol in the holster. It's like, no. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, no, just give up. Iko has no choice, and he just fucking shoots the grenade launcher, and... And then she turns into melted... Body parts? Chocolate. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was terrible. That was very sudden, <laughs> and I will say it was very disappointing because I was like, "Oh, cool, we're gonna get a, you know these are two skilled martial arts. Let's get a nice fight out of this." Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's just boring as hell. They're just yeah. Kinda, so yeah, uh, it, kinda... it, it, it's only cool because it's like a unique scene um, in the way that okay, like this is different from anything else that's going on in the movie, and it's yeah. like this quick kind of like quick draw situation. They could have taken this somewhere else. They could have drawn this out, made it more exciting, but they didn't. They just kind of killed off this mm. scene in right, like the right. weirdest that, way possible. That's how I kind of felt about a lot of the fights in yeah. this movie. Like they're it, very short. They're very short. Like it seems like they're building up, and then it 
stops abruptly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, right. Because the, the the fight between Iko and Jijo uh, Yanin, it was pretty well choreographed. I, oh, I kind of yeah. wish it kept yeah. on going. It, like, it, it seemed like mm-hmm. it, it could have had that momentum to go a little further. Right. But then it ends up in, like, a weapons draw, and she just gets blown the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> in the most memorable death of the movie, yeah. I'll say. <laughs> Because it's literally just like a bloody stump, <laughs> and I, I liked it for that aspect that it was just like memorable. Mm-hmm. But as far if you like really break it down, it wasn't the, like an hey, amazing scene. Hey, yeah, everyone in the theater was cheering for that moment. All twelve of us. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, it was empty. <laughs> so yeah, there's uh, Tony Jaa fights. Um, what's his name? Ron Sporenberg. Because I read that one of the guys, mm-hmm. one of the fighters from Who Am I, is in this movie. Oh yeah, that's probably him. Is that him? Yeah, yeah. He's been a lot of things actually. Okay. I, okay. I just know him for anything. Okay. I didn't recognize him at all. Mm-hmm. I was very disappointed how forgettable and useless. He yeah. Was. Yeah. Because he's the guy. If you remember from Who Am I, he's the guy who kicks. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme. No, but he's so skinny in that. I know. And he got really jacked in this movie. Holy shit. But yeah, he's also really tall, too. I didn't recognize mm-hmm. him at all. Holy shit. Because oh, when, you're, exactly you're when you're introduced to him, he also has white face paint or just a lot of sunblock on his face. Yeah, and glasses. Mm-hmm. And it completely throws you off. That's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he changed a lot. Like yeah. I, I had to, When I looked it up, I was like, oh, shit. Okay. All right. I guess I guess fifteen years will also. Yeah, do that it's, to you. It's, it's been a long time. He's got bigger, but yeah. I mean, he looked more jacked. If anything. Yeah, but he's. I, I can. I can tell. I, that was yeah, his, yeah. His, fa- his facial structure changed a little Holy bit. Holy crap! But um, uh, yeah, it was disappointing because I was like, oh man, that guy was awesome, and who am I? Yeah. Let's see how. We, oh, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> how did he die again? Like the next snap. Was yeah, he, he just got. Um, oh they, no, he gets slammed into the floor. They were yeah, fighting yeah. in like the evidence room, and yeah. then uh, he, the yeah, it was basically almost a neck like, snap, but it was against yeah. uh, against the floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> blunt force. Uh, yeah, it's very forgettable. Like, yeah. I can't even remember. Yeah, uh, yeah, honestly, that. yeah, it's you know, it's it's so forgettable. I'm actually blurring that movie, you know, that fight scene with the other one where Tiger. It was Tony Jaa versus someone, and Tiger Chen versus someone. They fight somebody when they're going out the garage. I. That's someone Another, else. One of the other MMA guys. I, f- I don't know who he is. Yeah, I don't. When you're talking about Tiger? Because yeah. Tiger does one of those things where he uh, like backpedals onto the fence and then kicks him with both knees from like 10 yeah. feet high. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, yeah. That That's the last uh, right. fight. Before they exit. Before they exit, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. So that was actually cool, but he actually repeats that same move later on in the movie. Oh, I oh, can't yeah. remember. Yeah. Yeah. Ron fought, was it Tony or Tiger? I forget. I think he fought Tony. Tony, yeah, right? Tony, yeah. When he he plowed him into the file cabinet, and then when I saw that, I was like, "Oh fuck!" He just plowed him right in the corner. That was a legit file cabinet, and that was sharp because I saw like the jagged edges on the corner of that filing cabinet. I was like, "That was a one take," and he was fucking hurt after. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no, you gotta appreciate sense like that. Yeah. Uh, the three of them are running away, and they they borrow a cop car, <laughs> and they're trying to head towards the Chinese embassy. But Eco. God knows why he decides to team up with the bad guys. He, he and he gets the jump on him. He gets with the, a gun. He to the back of his head. Oh my god! He, yeah, he's like, "Hey, Scott Atkins, I'm gonna help you." Yeah. What? Why are you doing that? You literally have a gun on him. Mm-hmm. I think you know why, Will, because he made a promise to his dead wife that he would kill him with his bare hands. Why? Because he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, well, that wasn't established well at all. Like, why he has to do it 
with his I, it hands. was said but it was so quick that like anybody could have forgotten right about but that. like that why is there like, is like a re- religious reason is she like against weapons? oh so he's indonesian right well that doesn't make sense it could be christian no because indonesia is predominantly muslim that doesn't help <laughs> that doesn't explain <laughs> I, I, anything I, I know i know it's because they needed they it needed doesn't. to keep him in the movie <laughs> and they were filming and he they couldn't stop filming and he accidentally walked up behind him and they're like shit we got to keep this in the scene <laughs> there's really no point to his you know like the whole double the mole thing you the, know like the yeah the the double agent he's, yeah he's working both sides it's yeah. it's completely unnecessary right because michael jai white doesn't trust him at all you know mm-hmm. like eco jai uh, eco, Wow, I'm really messing up names today. <laughs> Eco decides to become a mole for them. And really, the question is why? And you really don't get ever get a payoff for that because he's being a double agent, but he doesn't get, he's not an informant for the main characters. He's not like helping them one step of the way. He's just there. Mm-hmm. They could have simply solved this issue by, by making it so that like Eco's main uh, adversary was the girl in like the high you know office building the yeah. one he couldn't get to like right. he needed to work with scott atkins and whatnot to get to get in contact with her or take her down that, that was what i was thinking that could have been like a line mm-hmm. like at the end like oh actually she was responsible for blah blah blah, blah. right when tony and tiger confront eco and like why are you helping the enemy mm-hmm. he should have said some sort of throwaway line like oh I want to know who's responsible for hiring these people, not yeah. just the people. Yeah, right. Not just that, the people. That could have been the workaround line. That one, that line was not even thrown in the movie at all. No. Like honestly, that would have been enough reason to make this his whole mission worth it. But it's not in there, so you, his his character makes no sense. Yeah, the whole it, it's it's bothersome because the entire time you're just questioning, like, well, they're right there. <laughs> they gave you a weapon. Their backs are to you. Just shoot them all, you know? Yeah, like, right. You have to do so much inferring mm-hmm. of, of with the lack of information that's given to you that it, it sucks. Like, mm-hmm. I know, like, uh, at least it's not dumbed down, this mm-hmm. movie, where, like, everything is explained to you. But at the same time, it's like, you got to establish some facts. Yes. Which this movie did not do. <laughs> right. Again, this is how crappy his character is. He tells the bad guys that they're going to the embassy, so... They call in a bomb threat to the embassy to cause traffic so that they search the vehicles, and kill them. Yeah. And ser- exactly, search the vehicles. Why did Eco do that? Yeah. Why, he's why? no longer like a double agent. Like he, he just, just wants to fuck everybody. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> he's just trying just to fuck dumbass. everybody up. <laughs> Honestly, his only mission is to kill the people that killed his wife, and he gives no fuck about anybody, including the but, people that are trying to help him. And those poor cops that died in that precinct. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, he's not even doing his mission correctly. Yeah. He's not. No. Honestly, like, but why did he do that is the real question. Like, why would he... It doesn't help him in any ways. It doesn't... It only, only helps the bad guys. It's just one of these... It helps his screen time, okay? <laughs> he's on screen for that much longer because he's just dragging this movie along. The bad guys eventually find them in the car and apparently in real life selena jade actually drove the actual stunt uh stunt car which we learned post credits right right so um interesting tidbit as selena jade is running away uh, driving away from um the character the the bad guys who are chasing them and actually i don't know if she was driving the car when they crash into scott atkins who's jumping onto the car that cut 
was crap. Yeah, that was a <laughs> it horrible was terrible. We were talking about this before. It was so I was like, bad. they could have just cut a little sooner. We yeah. didn't need to see like a CG body land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so bad. Like, it was a combination of CGI and maybe like slashing some frames and right. like yeah. doing just theater magic. Um, the car's going at full speed. Let's talk about like 60 miles an hour to try to uh, get away from the. That's okay. Even 30 well, miles an hour. Well, it's ramping up to go 60. So you're right. It's, it's accelerating. Definitely, it's yeah, accelerating. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, it's accelerating. It's getting away from the bad guys. But Scott Atkins tries to corner them. He leaps into the air and, and just falls on the, onto the windshield. But not like not like he crashes into the windshield. He, he conveniently goes up and then the, the lands on the windshield. Lands on top of the windshield like. And mind you, the glass seamlessly. never breaks. He does, it does yeah. when he, no, 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 no. It when breaks he when he punches it. No, no, no. The third time he punches it. My point is, it should have cracked when he, he fucking hit, hit it. <laughs> yeah. Because that would have been more believable. And then he's hitting it. It's like, okay, I get it. Like, yeah, windshields are tough, but I'm pretty sure your full body mass hitting it while it's accelerating would have destroyed that, that like windshield. 220 pounds at the at the, like 40 miles an hour. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think that'll yeah. break glass. I yeah. think it'll break glass. At those speeds and that weight, if a deer can fucking rip your front bumper apart, I'm pretty sure human body can break a windshield. Right. And uh, Selena apparently was actually driving the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, you know, the the director trusted her with the car more than no. the actual stunt driver. You know why? So in the post uh, uh, credits, they when they were talking about this, the reasoning was that she drove better than the stunt person. I literally just said that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I literally just said that. No, no, no. But no, but. <laughs> She drove better. That's my point. She drove better than she drove better than my point. Yeah, that's my point. Oh, that's wait, wait. Are you telling me she drove better than the stunt person? No, but that's my point. But he said how? No, but he said okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Why? I don't know. They apparently hired the shittiest stunt driver. (laughs) Why endanger your main lead? Yeah, that's pretty risky. She's not a because they say like uh, there's a moment where the glass breaks and the camera's uh, behind them and it could have been a stunt driver but apparently it's her and she's got the goggles on when the glass breaks I was like ooh that's that's risky but hey you know props to her for for doing her own driving stuff. has a really shitty contract (laughs) telling you that right now Mm -hmm. Um, so they get out of the car they're running away again. Um, there's a lot of running away in this movie. Yeah, they they get away, um, and now it's each respective side gets to have character moments, quote mm-hmm. unquote, if you would say that. All right, right. Um, so uh, Tiger Chen, Tony Jaa, uh, Selena Jade, they hide in a in a restaurant, mm-hmm. and we get to learn about something. I don't know. Well, we, no, we learn about uh, Tiger Chen's character. Uh, this is. The first of many really awkward backstory scenes. When I say that, I mean we, they're shoehorned in backstories for the character. They explain how the character is the way he is, mm-hmm. who he is, his family, what he's done in the past, and how he's so good at martial arts. Immediately after that, you realize that none of that matters. Yeah. Oh, my father was here. Uh, I worked as a security guard. I learned martial arts that way. Plot. She might have just said, she might have well just said like, hey, what's your backstory? <laughs> because literally he, he, he speaks to it. And then he like pulls that. out the script. I, I, liked, I liked this scene though for Tony mm-hmm. because uh, he got to play more of a, a, a sillier character. A cook? Yeah, they, they, uh, they say he's a cook. He goes on describing 
as to what he's preparing for the two. Uh, and it turns out he's making Tom Yum Goon, which is a soup, you know. A very obvious nod to, to his more memorable uh, role. But uh, he's just, he's kind of kooky. And yeah, like, no, that, that's and a like good way to describe And smiling him. a lot in the scene, which I, which I mentioned before. Like, I like, you know, I'm just so used to seeing him expressionless and just right. angry. So just seeing him smile is, is kind of like refreshing for me. In my opinion, the best uh, stunt performance in the, that, the whole movie is when uh, Tony Joss spins the spatula on his hand. <laughs> that is the best... That is the best stunt in the whole movie. Because that was Good. actually really impressive. I was like, like, wow, that's cool. I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> right now, the characters decide, hey, let's let's trick the bad guys so that we pretend like uh, we're going to bring you in as a hostage and we're going to get rent some money. Mm-hmm. But they're going to have some sort of elaborate plan. I think one trope that has always bothered me when it comes to any movie, especially action movies, is when they're on the run. There's like a major event that needs to happen the next day. Oh man, tomorrow's the deciding factor. We have to do this or we're fucked. Let's get shit-faced. <laughs> so when we're, when we're going to do this elaborate plan, we're hungover as fuck. Don't you know Asians are immune to alcohol? I mean, You I are think wrong I, on so many levels. <laughs> I think Red Face would like yeah. argue against that. Uh, so that's exactly what they do. They, they go to the mansion. They, they call up the bad guys. They're like, hey, we're going to come here. <laughs> they fa- Tony Job FaceTimes Scott Atkins. Which- <laughs> I don't know, it just cracked me up. I was like, oh, he's actually FaceTiming us. Before they do that, they go to Mystery Man's uh, gun shack. Oh, God. Yeah, was, now, this is where I was like, I was like, oh, come on. Just just get on with it. Just get on with you, it. You do have to mention, though, before they go to this uh, mystery shack, he actually did <laughs> appear. Uh, yeah. They, uh, he actually did appear in a scene previously. Several. Several scenes. No, I'm pretty sure it was only just one. One or two. One. Yeah, I think it's one or two. Yeah. He yeah. was like conveniently covered in shadow yeah, you're right yeah. you can only see man. the back of his head and then he was talking with um uh scott mm-hmm. and then it's like okay that's weird and uh, we don't know who this guy is and then it comes back to this and it's like oh what okay so we get introduced to this guy and he's like well tony jaw well your backstory is like it's a good two minute explanation of things we don't give a shit about and they don't they don't help the plot at all mm-hmm. and then he just gives them guns he just like, he's like he says like now guns. we're even now we're even like but, i don't owe you anything anymore who is this guy exactly it, it's it's irrelevant they should have just like had they should have just came there with guns i would have been fine with that plot hole of them suddenly really? oh no i mean i i they could have just you know, like stealthily took out a few guys mm-hmm. on the perimeter. Hey, now they have guns. Like that. Yeah, actually, I would prefer that too. We didn't that need, actually an easier solution. Yeah, we didn't need to go to another guy who was, you know, just adding more backstory that we didn't care about. Right. Like, well, right. the easier, even more easy solution would have been to just go to uh, Selena Jade's bodyguards and be like, "Hey, we need guns." <laughs> uh, okay, here you go. <laughs> That's, That's <true>. it. <laughs> That's true. They actually get their guns and they go to the mansion to quote unquote give up it's, Selena uh, characters. It's like a dark, abandoned mansion with trash fires. Yes, throughout. everywhere. And the bad guys have like eight or twelve hired gunmen. Hired gunmen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're completely useless because they all get dispatched in secret by Tony Jaw. Selena and Tiger Chen go into the the main room. Your immediate thought is, why aren't they shooting them? 
like like the bad guys get nothing out of just leaving them alive. Like they could just shoot them both right there and then. Yeah. Like even if there was some sort of trick, who cares? They they could die right there. You know, they did their mission. But whatever. Their their first thought should have been, where the hell's the other guy? Which they do ask, and then he's like, oh, he's just making sure nobody followed us or something. And it's like, okay, so you want to go send the guy out and make sure of that? Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and it's, it made no sense. And then, I, I and then he detail. goes around just pistol whipping everybody, all <laughs> eight guys <laughs> that were just hidden in the shadows. And it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure, like the other guys are only 15 feet away. I'm pretty sure they would have heard that loud ass silencer, that you know, punch in the face, that choking, <laughs> you know, that body falling on the ground, you know, any right. of that silencers. Are not Don't really silent. silence yeah, things. And yeah, and then you'll hear bodies falling on the ground. You're gonna hear, oh, <laughs> you know, um, whatever. Uh, for the sake of the movie, yeah, Tony dispatches everyone, and then we get a gunfight between everyone. And again, just random gunfire, people right. yeah. dodging. No one to get gives away. It, like we're checking out. Like we're yeah, things are happening right now, but nothing interesting is happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know? eventually all the ammo has been used, so now we're entering the actual fist fights. Like, no, no, no. What Not are we missing? all the gunfire is uh, used. He, there was a lot of gunfire left, but Eco decides to waste it all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so remember what we said before about Michael Jai White distrusting Eco? He doesn't like him at all. Well, Eco gets a, gets a surprise on Michael Jai White. It's a one-on-one -on -one fight. He doesn't Eco, even actually get Eco. the surprise on him because when he's walking just up to him, he cocks the fucking gun twenty feet away, <laughs> and it's and he turns around and he's like, ah, I fucking knew it. Yeah. And then he's still got twenty more feet. It's like, couldn't you cock it like seven feet away, <laughs> and then just shoot him, or just sneak up all like Metal Gear Solid like, and then just stab him in the neck? What, like, what was the point of Eco grabbing the gun if he wasn't going to use it? Exactly. I don't. Why didn't he hand it to the other guys? I don't understand. Because they were in a different room Wait, doing a different it, action it, scene. It just occurred to me. Uh, Technically, they were all downstairs and yeah. he was on the balcony. He could have just thrown the gun to the guys on the bottom. Yeah. Right. Well, Eco wants a fair fight. He uses up all the ammo on the ground so he can have a he fist hates, fight with Michael ground. Jai White. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mind you, there were no bullet holes in post. <laughs> in the ground. It's fine. No it's rubble fine. or anything. It, it was just a funny. clean floor. It would have been funny if he emptied out the clip and then the ground, the floor gives way. <laughs> like uh, Underworld? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Try to remember all the matchups right now. It was Tiger Chen versus Michael Bisping, uh, Scott Atkins and Tony Jaa, and then there was Michael Jai White versus yeah. Eco. Now, this gets a little muddled because they kind of like start tag teaming at certain points. Yeah, and they start cutting between certain fights. So, it, yeah, it just it starts to blend together. Yeah, but, I, I enjoyed well, it for the most part. Uh, yeah, this is obviously the highlight of the movie. Yeah, yeah. So it starts off first between uh, Michael Jai White mm -hmm. and um, Eco. Eco. Mm -hmm. I, I will say, like, damn, Michael Jai White. It's a fucking, like, he's just huge. He's huge. <laughs> and that I, was the exact thought. It, yeah. Like, it, it, you can see, like, Eco was trying, mm -hmm. and he couldn't really, like, he didn't really have, like, an edge to him because he, no. Michael Jai White was just, he's, he's, he's too tall, he's too powerful. Mm -hmm for him i kind of wish he would have used tactics at that point like okay right. i'm not powerful enough to take him down i need to start you know thinking of a strategy i thought for, you were gonna to say it. just like put well, on stilts 
<laughs> I mean, I had, I had some flashbacks to uh, Game of Death. Going off to what you said before, it's like you use tactics. It's like mm-hmm. if you can't take off someone who's take on someone who's bigger than you, stronger than you, you know, use some sort of strategy. Exactly. And it's like, but Iko's character sucks in this movie. <laughs> Based off his, uh, his, his combat prowess in other movies, like you know he's a very strategic person when it comes to hand-to-hand combat. Um, you know that, like, yeah, obviously everything's choreographed, but like, you can tell he's he's calculating the next thing to do. In this movie, he's just a punching bag. <laughs> he just gets beat the shit up. And I fucking love Michael Jai White. He's like, he has some signature moves that he does, and I, I appreciate seeing them on screen. Um, but Iko, like, I feel like he doesn't do any of his signature moves in in this movie. Yeah, he's he's just kind of there. To, yeah, right, he, he's right, literally like, a punching bag. He's just kind of absorbing blows. Yeah, like. For example, Tony Jaa is known for his Webster move. That's his, uh, his that's his forward front flip with one leg. Mm-hmm. That's extremely impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ico has I wouldn't say he has any signature moves. Yeah, not but, not yet anyway in in his filmography that I can recall. Right, but he he what I know him more more for is a lot of like um, quick hand movements. Yeah. Like like he's, mm-hmm. he's very he's very swift with his um, hand um, his chops. I think that's a good way to describe it. He, he, he does a lot of chopping movements. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's very uh, emblematic of uh, his his fighting style. Yeah. Um, but in this movie, it, it's he's he takes the role of punching bag so often that you can't even tell what he's doing. <laughs> and it's it's such a shame because he, like I, I obviously want to see more from Eco. And honestly, I don't know enough of Tiger Chen. Which, I mean, I'm glad that we got some exposure to him, but. Wasn't. Yeah, I don't really know his his move set either. Yeah. Um, but what ends up happening is so, after taking much of a beating, uh, I think Tiger Chen joins the fight. My big problem with with basically this entire last scene is you have a fight in a at night. Mm-hmm. You know, like when movies sh- shoot night scenes, like sometimes it's because it helps hide CGI. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't want to hide martial arts yeah. with darkness <laughs> like that. You want you need to be able to see everything, or right. else it's just it's just a blur. Especially That's with true. this lineup. Mm-hmm. Well, one problem being that there's a lot of cutting back and forth between uh, different fights. Different fights. I mean, yeah, like they're they're good, but you know, what if we just had one continuous fight and then we cut to, the to next another? One, and yeah, then yeah. Cut to the next one. Yeah, I would I would have preferred that personally like right. i could have i could have suspended disbelief that like these all fights were technically happening at the same time but we're only seeing them sequentially yeah in the edit i would have been perfectly fine with that yeah i mean i guess it gets uh, a little muddled because you know well then because this fight ended at this point now tiger chen joins the other fight mm-hmm. and and i don't i don't even remember like he didn't i feel like he didn't add anything Mm-hmm. to the michael jai white fight mm. he was there they all kind of tussle yeah um remember uh, michael jai white is like being the shit out of eco mm-hmm. and then tiger joins and then michael jai white beats the shit out of tiger <laughs> and, and then th- all of a sudden he went super saiyan all of a sudden <laughs> no eco doesn't even go super saiyan eco just like pushes him yeah wait, wait so so what happens is michael jai white throws tiger chen's character I guess like at the staircase uh-huh. or the stair banister, yes. yeah. it breaks some wood. Mm-hmm. But this is me inferring everything mm-hmm. because we, it's so we see it. it's so poorly edited, and it's it's not, it's not shot in a in a way that clearly shows what happens. Mm-hmm. So he breaks the stair banister, and then suddenly, Eco uh, kicks Michael Jai White or, or something. I don't remember. Yeah. And then there's a there's a like a hard cut. Right, that cut sucks so bad. It's 
literally in the span of a millisecond. Yeah. Like Michael Jai White is standing up. He's still reeling from falling over. He hasn't even fallen over. And then immediately it cuts to him yeah. being impaled on the floor. Yeah. There, there, like there's no motion of him falling on the, yeah. onto the spike. It's just he's on the floor now with the spike through him. You can't just uh, show the end result. You have to show something happening yes. as you're falling mm -hmm. and then it happens. You Like there's got to be a certain progression to it. You can't just yes. cut and you can't have like a fucking three second gap of like, oh, what happened there? It, it's, it's horrible I mean, editing right I, there. I guess maybe they didn't have the footage, but that's not really forgivable when you have a budget like this. Yeah. Like what happened? Like, you know, that, that is such an awkward cut. You don't even notice him, him falling over and then suddenly he's impaled yeah, right, on right. this wood. That, yeah. that was, I would say that's the, probably the most disappointing death <laughs> of this movie. No, that's right. Like, I, I wanted Michael Jai White to go out with a little bit more of a bang than mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, even, I can't believe I have to say this, the fight between him and David Carradine from the Kill Bill <laughs> deleted scenes. Yeah, it's a good good fight. David Carradine's not a real martial artist, mm -hmm. but it's well shot and edited. Yeah. What you talking so, about? You ever see Kung Fu? That's true. <laughs> the journey <Yeah>. continues. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that, and like if you have good editing, you can make any person seem like a good martial yeah, artist. Exactly. We have an actual fighter in the in the during this whole scuffle too. We have Michael Bisping, who's an actual UFC fighter, mm -hmm. uh, versus Tiger Chen. That one actually, I gotta admit, like was the most forgettable out of all of them. Yeah, well, it was very forgettable. It, it um, seems like, but I think it, the, it was it was fine. It was it, fine. Like, it, was, yeah. it was just fine. But the problem, yeah, like you said, it was kind of forgettable. Um, we got a nice like takedown with him getting a cinder block to the head. Right. Yeah. I was like, ooh, that was actually he a good shot. Died. Huh? I like that shot. That was actually that was really good. Yeah. That would be yeah. the only thing I really remembered. Yeah. Also, you wouldn't get up from that. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, he's dead. He's, he's <laughs> dead. I was so annoyed with how this was just shot because there's a there's a point at which um, they're fighting and a freaking vase comes into comes into frame. Did mm -hmm. you guys see that? No, I didn't see that. No. Yeah, like there there's like there's a vase just standing between the two of them, and at one point the camera. Uh, is, is on the other side and shooting it actually comes into frame for like a for like a solid cup like second or two and i'm like wait why am i looking at this vase when i'm supposed to be looking at these two fighters you have a sh you have a shot reverse shot mm -hmm. shot of them too there's mm -hmm. a vase like in the background yeah. reverse shot they start walking and then the vase comes into frame i was like no <laughs> what the hell it turns out that there's a person in the audience who was actually carrying a vase <laughs> just like walking in front of you oh i'm sorry yeah Yep. Scott Atkins, he's doing pretty well in the B movie scene right now. He's he has, he has a ton of movies, especially with Jesse Johnson. He's about to come out with another one, mm -hmm. uh, Abduction, Abductor. Uh, Scott Atkins is on a roll right now. Like he's mm -hmm. been in the game for a long time. And but the thing I know him most for is how acrobatic he is. He's such an impressive on-screen presence. Um, mm -hmm. uh, he should do a remake of Jim Cotta. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. I would. I would too, actually. <laughs> I, at the end of the day, I'm glad that they chose to have it as Tony Jaw versus Scott Atkins at the end because mm. it's the two most acrobatic people yes. against one another. There's a double team fight, Tony and Eco versus Scott Atkins. Surprise, surprise, Eco gets his ass handed to him again. <laughs> Fucking third time in the movie. I, I'm pretty sure it's like four times already. And then uh, Scott Atkins throws... Um, throws Tony over the banister and uh, Tony falls on the ground. But I mean, obviously everything leading up to that, I, like if it wasn't shot in the dark and the editing slowed down just a little bit, mm -hmm. I think it would have been 
fantastic because some of that choreography was great yeah i oh, wish yeah. they had some sustained shots they like, they tried mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that they decided to shoot this at night mm-hmm. but it did create a really dynamic visual because uh inside the house is not lit but you have these uh windows that were barred with uh wooden like you know wooden planks and yeah. then you had the light shining through mm-hmm. that's a cool visual yeah. Not for a martial arts movie. Oh, yeah. You don't want to obstruct any visuals in a martial arts movie, mm-hmm. especially when it's when the characters are backlit. Right. Because then you can't see what's mm-hmm. happening in, in, in front of you. That is true. It was all lit by dumpster fires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, because we all know like, these people can do these stunts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, let us see it. There is literally no part of our brains that are telling us that they can't do these things. But because our eyes can't see it, it's less impressive. Almost every fight I, I would have appreciated less shaky cam like actual martial arts fighting not just like action gun action mm-hmm. none of that car action none of that just actual martial arts fighting because they actually know what they're doing they're so good at what they're doing yeah. um so show it off like you said with the lighting but also don't do the shaky cam like these guys can hold their own let them do their thing like yeah. stop moving the camera so much we can't fault the performers in scenarios like this like it's probably the faults of the editor or the set designer or production designer um you know anyone behind the scenes i wouldn't say it's their fault but like it's some missteps stylistically i don't think they should have went this route yeah Yeah. like it's a lot of missteps and i uh in the line of more like american uh, editing which you know like a lot of fast cuts and everything and i prefer a little bit more um, you can see things more clearly, you know, like, like take your time with the edits. Yeah. You know, like, I want to see what's happening, you know, like, which is why I had a lot of problems with the whole movie in general, like the right, cutting, right. directing or editing rather, um, right. all these I mean, things. But I will say like, but the choreography, least... the martial arts moves, everything in, um, in that aspect was great. Right. Um, but everything that just makes a film in general mm-hmm. was average at best right at best for an action movie in recent memory for a martial arts movie especially um it's it's better than what i'm accustomed to i don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing because i feel like if our most modern martial arts movies i the bar's been pretty set low oh yeah i I agree with that but you know it's better than than what it's been in, in recent memory i mean scott atkins has has been saying since Ambach uh, that he's always wanted to be in a fight scene with Tony Jaw, and we finally get this. We finally get this this action scene, and I don't remember anything from it. <laughs> really, <laughs> I really don't. Um, I think in the grand scheme of things, I remember other action scenes more it's than this. Because it was terribly lit, that's why you don't remember. <laughs> yeah, this this was instead of being lit from windows, this was lit in, lit by random dumpster fires. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you get rear lighting. Um, so, uh, the, the actors are obscured in a lot of shadows. Yes. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it, it's not like you can't see anything. Mm-hmm. It should have just been more clear. Right. Obviously not disagreeing with that at all. I, I come from it from more of a choreography standpoint. I don't remember any real moments of that that really stood out to me. Uh, the, except with the exception of Tony Jaws Webster, which mm-hmm. is like one of my favorite things to see mm-hmm. on screen. I, I liked this scene a lot because it was, um, it was Scott Atkins doing a lot of his like visual flair moves. Like mm-hmm. he had a backflip, double right. foot kick. I don't mm-hmm. know what to call that. There's really no 
way to describe it. It's just a backflip. It's a, a backflip, backflip where he kicks where he kicks someone with both like feet. Like a donkey kick in the yeah, air. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was like, wow. I don't think I've seen that. That was really train. impressive. It's not practical at all. It, no, it's not. Scene. But it you need the visual. That's why um, right. you know, that's why like the Chinese martial arts, they look great on screen because mm-hmm. there's like a lot of acrobatics to it. Yeah. Where some more practical fighting doesn't look good on screen because it's you know, it's made for just taking down people. Right, right. So I I understand that. I actually liked the last fight. I thought it was um, it was a good showcase of uh, Tony Jaws like um, short range counters mm-hmm. to Scott Atkins like like aerial like kind of his flips his yeah. spin kicks mm-hmm. and how he would get in closer to combat that. Right. And I think that's where uh, ha- that's how Scott Atkins lost is because Tony Jaw was able mm-hmm. to get in close. And then kind of, not disarm, but like uh, mm-hmm. kind of get him on the ground. Mm-hmm. Or it could just be that knife in his chest. <laughs> that, that too. The two knives yeah. in his chest. And then, you, you mean the one Tony Jaw had him all the all whole time? time? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where the hell was he hiding that? So Scott Atkins pulls out a knife to try to kill Tony, but no, he uses the knife against Scott. And then he's out of nowhere, he just yeah. takes out another knife. Mm-hmm. All and of a sudden, he because he's a cook. It should have been a spatula. Oh, I wish they. I, I wish. I wish they established like, oh, I I never leave anywhere without my lucky knife, oh, and that's the knife he pulls out to to kill him. Like I would have, I, I would have clapped. I would have clapped if, if that was the case. But no, you're right. It's a random knife just he just knife, pulls yeah. out at the end, and it's yeah. a really unique uh, finish um, to to Scott's, uh, I guess, character. Just double knife in the chest. <laughs> yeah. First yeah. in the heart, pretty much. And then it's like, ah, well, eh, I guess we'll make it even. Do it on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Like I mentioned before, this fight followed the same kind of formula to other fights where things start accelerating and mm-hmm. start getting interesting. And then it abruptly ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this, this should have been a little, it felt like it could have gone like a little longer because you, you felt that buildup. Yeah. In, in terms of the editing I, and the pacing, you felt, you could feel right, it. Right, right. I, I honestly, thought they were going to do that cliche where Scott they think they're he's dead and Scott Atkins going to get up and then <laughs> well one I, of them's going to get up and like do do some sort of like raging punch move and then like he Scott I, Atkins I, dies. I thought that because when um Tony Jaa just put two knives in him and then and Scott, uh, Scott Atkins, Atkins is on the floor, you actually see him breathing in that <laughs> oh, shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, "Oh my god, he's going to get up." And then it's like, "Nope, that's done with." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, "Uh, come on, get up." <laughs> Speaking of ending scenes abruptly, that's basically how that movie ends. No, it doesn't. Abruptly. No, it doesn't. You forgot one part. What? You forgot the guy who got hit in the face with the center block comes back. Oh, oh yeah. And then Completely Selena Jade finally uh, gets into the movie. Yeah. And she gets to kill That's somebody. Right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Full circle. And then the movie ends. Yeah. Abruptly. Um, and we get a we get a slow motion walk with the three main yeah. heroes. What is it's the hero shot, literal yeah. hero shot that was it, it, in it the was trailers. a trailer shot. But yeah. I was actually waiting for it to happen in the movie. And I was like, oh, that's where they throw it in. It should honestly that hero shot should have been modified. Tiger and Tony are just walking proudly, and Eco's just like beating the shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's just walking with a bloody eye, like black eye and bloody nose. I think the problem with this movie is there's too much action. I'm trying to remember all of it, and it's it's a lot of information. It is to remember. Mm. I think mm. if they um, actually took out a lot mm. and then just focused more on tightening up mm. what they had left, like it would have been more memorable. Like if they really separated the scenes out mm. and worked on it a little more, because this last this last uh, this last action scene, this last fight scene, 
There's a lot of fighting going on. Yeah. It's between all the people, and they're intercutting between them. Mm -hmm. So, like, in my mind, I'm, I'm having trouble remembering and separating all the fights. Right. As much as I just nitpicked the shit out of it, I actually still like the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't care. I am immediately going to jump the gun and say it's a YouTube movie. You watch the mm. fight scenes. Yeah. I'll, I don't think... I'll, I'll completely agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I don't I, think I, think I would say... I think it's worth a watch. Yeah, yeah I'd I say think it's you can definitely watch the movie. I think it's incredibly watchable on YouTube. Like You can watch the fight scenes there. But if you do that, you don't need to watch a movie. If you get like, annoyed easily... Don't. <laughs> but if you are, you want to watch every martial arts movie, then yeah. Like sure. if you really want to dissect the crap out of it, I'm, yeah. I'm glad this movie got made because it's this big celebration of martial arts movies. But yeah, you know. But yeah, like you can just watch this on YouTube. I, I I'm actually surprisingly as much as I didn't like it. I, I'm I'm actually for you should see it just because uh, we're not gonna get movies like this if people don't watch it. Right. I'm I'm kind of in 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 that uh, league. Mm -hmm. As much as I was pretty disappointed, um, I want them to, you know, I want, I'll watch Quadruple Threat <laughs> or Double Downer. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll watch those. Uh, so I think if you like martial arts, you should watch this because, uh, man, everything I heard, people seemed, there was nothing but like positive praise for it. So maybe we're just really specific with what we like and maybe we're just picky sure. and, uh, people who like action movies and martial arts movies, maybe this is like exactly what they wanted. Right. You know, for me personally, it wasn't. And it would, if you listen to this, you could hear where it's lacking mm -hmm. from me. Mm -hmm. But I, but I still, but I still think you should watch it because uh, I, I can't think of a, you know, a modern day action movie that's come along in a while that was kind of like this. You know, building up to something yeah. like oh, like this is the one to look forward to. Going into this movie, uh, I expected a lot more. I mean, I expected a lot of action just because of all the actors and actresses involved. But, I don't know, it just didn't really pan out that well. Yeah. Well, I had really high expectations. I mean, even just an average kind of uh, script would have been good. And I don't know where it got lost. The story is just serviceable. <laughs> it gets heroes to point A to point B so that they can fight bad guys. I can't believe we went this whole review without talking about the one movie that it reminds me of, or it's like the most comparable, is The Expendables. Oh, yeah. This movie... Yeah. I don't know if it, I would say I, that. It has a similar storyline. I wouldn't say that, it's but I will say that but there's it, things, because it's an ensemble cast uh, yeah, yeah, I would, yeah. of action stars, mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of comparisons to... to well, that's, what, okay. I mean. that's yeah. what I mean. I'll, I'll, I, I can agree with that. Yeah. But I'll, I'll go with what Zero was saying, where... Uh, don't want to like deter people from making movies like this because uh, that means that people will not get to experience like really good choreographed martial arts scenes mm -hmm. yeah. um, and that this movie definitely has that yeah so yeah keep going for it but please make the other parts of the movie you know like the <laughs> definition of a movie better this isn't like a martial arts tournament where you just show off your moves <laughs> this is a movie or a film as well yeah you need to focus on cinematography editing you know script uh dialogue just everything else yeah. that's the point it's not just look at my fancy moves there's more to this yeah that's true it, it going hearkening back to 
if, if it really is just going to be choreography and nothing else, then you might as well just watch a fight scene on YouTube yeah. and not, mm-hmm. not a movie. Uh, and I completely agree. Uh, but as a B-movie, I think it's pass. It's passable. Yeah, as it's serviceable. <laughs> everything else, back everything besides the choreography is like on the line. It's got what, good choreography. Yeah, yeah, it really does. But there's a lot of missteps there. And yeah. you know, if they make another one, they, I, hopefully they're going to you know, like up the ante next time. But there's also a lot of B-movies that actually try a lot harder than this movie did. And that's why I'm disappointed. It could have been better. And I had high hopes, and that's why I think I was let down the most. But then on the other end of the spectrum, we have a Hollywood movie like The Expendables. Same similar premise. Gets a whole bunch of guys together. And I think the result's almost the same. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the plot's just lame. It's it's there to get big men and right. big guns to yeah. shoot other big men and big guns. My point exactly. If it's, if it's an A movie or a B movie, like, yes, that's dependent on, like, what actors you get, what kind of, like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, budget you have and all these different uh, mm-hmm. things. So just because it's a B movie doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be shitty or you should try your best to mm-hmm. make it a great movie. Yeah. No, I, I, effort should always be there no matter what budget you have, you know. I like this movie, so I'd, I'd recommend it one way or another. Um, it's whether the movie is good or bad. I think you should definitely support it. I actually think it's a good movie. Uh, <laughs> and weirdly enough, we're good in the sense that you'll enjoy it. I don't, maybe not. Mm-hmm. It's a good quality movie, mm-hmm. but for what it's worth, um, I think it's well worth it if you're a martial arts fan. Um, and if if you support it, maybe they're gonna like put the efforts of making something like this again with a. And just try to an even uh, bigger cast. Yeah, this time we're gonna have Jean Claude Van Damme. I would watch that. Yeah, hell yeah, of course you would. And then bring back Steven Seagal. Oh god, (laughs) Steven Seagal. Yeah, who's that? (laughs) Exactly, just bring back all these people. I want to see. I want to see the spinoff with Tony and Tiger, because I I don't know. I I liked I liked their chemistry together. They were they reminded me of my uh, ESL friends who were just kind of silly and, and awkward <laughs> together, but enjoyable. Oh, my God. Can we call it They're Great? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're, we're just going to call them... We're just calling. them... <laughs> what? We're just going to call it Tony the Tiger. Yeah. Jen. Yeah. You did not pick that up. I did not. Oh my God. I, did, I don't know why I kept on saying Tony you the Tiger. You said it like 20 times. I,